0: Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my gorgeous, beautiful, intelligent (laughs) Disneyland-loving wife, Michelle.
1: (laughs) Hi. Thank you, sweetie.
0: So good to have you with us. We're recording this episode on Sunday, September 1st, 2019, and we are recording this from a very interesting place. (laughs) We are in our hotel room at the Disneyland Hotel at the Disneyland Resort. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's kind of fun right
1: it's totally fun
0: yeah it was actually kind of nice to take a break from the day it's a little hot out for Holy i mean I know in florida it's like oh yeah whatever it's hot <laughs> or whatever but it's hot out here for southern california and mm. considering the disneyland resort doesn't have a lot as much shady areas to kind of escape the weather because we're not used to this kind of weather <laughs> uh we needed to find our own escape so we went to our hotel room
1: right exactly and it is a gorgeous day. Uh all our thoughts and prayers are to everybody on the East Coast because we know you're being threatened by a massive storm over there and been there, done that, so know how horrible that is. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right. I'm here complaining about the weather here when everybody on the East Coast is bracing uh, Hurricane Dorian. Hopefully it stays true to what its path is right now and looks like it's going to take a little bit of a right turn and not hit Florida full square. Still, all those people in the the Bahamas and everything, we really feel for you. Hope you're all staying as safe as possible out there. And for everybody that is in the path in Florida, uh, we hope you are staying safe as well.
1: Yes and again um we know how tough of a situation that is and we know that it's uh even after a hurricane passes it's still not settled down right away michelle knows firsthand at how mm-hmm. difficult a hurricane can be i think you've uh, had something with
0: your house yeah lost destroyed the house. Yeah. by uh, hurricane andrew, <laughs> andrew back yeah, a long I time know. ago yeah, yeah so, so know what a powerful storm yeah, can be um, our, our thoughts and prayers are out there with you all and hoping that this all turns out okay for you but let's try and lighten the mood a little bit yeah. and we'll get you to our our podcast today and uh, by the way we had a fun time last week if you haven't checked out a theme park Thursday with Delos Diz yet we joined them to talk a bit more about our experience at D23 and we just had a great time with Frank and Jen. They're
1: adorable and wonderful people and we loved having that experience to share with them and be on their podcast. Yeah, so
0: you should definitely check that out if you want a little more of us, but definitely check them out for sure. By the way, Frank uh, joined with uh, Justin Monterail and Landon Doan and they had a great guys yeah. a couple of
1: days. towards Galaxy's Edge at uh, Walt Disney World Resort. That looked like a lot of fun. It did look like a lot of fun and it looked like they really enjoyed themselves. So that's yeah. Yeah. Cool,
0: everybody who made it out there. We're so jealous. I mean, I know some of you were probably jealous of us when we got to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disneyland Resort. Believe me, we were really jealous of back you back in May, back in June. Actually, it was June, oh, that's 1, right. We 1, went June but, first, yes. Uh, but uh, we we're really jealous of all of you who got to experience that out there. But it looked like you all had a blast, it looked like it was everything everybody expected it to be. And we're excited to get out there and check it out for ourselves in December. So Thanks for all those pictures. Thanks for all those memories you guys shared with us, and uh, we're we're excited to uh, you know
1: kind of take the journey along with you on social media. Right, and we're excited that in December we're going to be able to see that area over there as well. Yes, so have the, fun the whole area. And when we get over there, the rise of the resistance will be open. So that's right, that's a very exciting.
0: We're looking yeah. forward to that. And speaking of social media, please follow us on social media. You can find us. Uh, on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you ever want to email us for any reason, uh, please, please send it to Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail dot com.
1: And if you have any feedback for us, you can reach out to us in any of those ways. Or if you get a chance to give our podcast a little review, we'd love
0: it. We would love that. And yeah, check out our podcast. Obviously, you can get it pretty much everywhere you get podcasts. But the best place to find us is com. Lots of stuff for you today. But, well, I mean, actually, we don't have as much yeah, n- say, it's news it's little, today little, little as normal because I think all the news went back to D23. So we're going to look back a little more at D23 but first this is Labor Day weekend. So we wanted to kind of, you know, give some credit to some of the many many cast members out there that really make our trips to the Walt Disney World Resort, to the Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, whatever the case may be, uh they make our trips that much more special. And so we kind of wanted to shine a light on some of the uh, some of the, you know, uh positions out there that maybe not
1: get as much of the glory. Right. And you know, obviously it takes a village, as they say. It takes everybody to have a part in the role of being a cast member and delivering excellent experiences for their guests. But um, like you said, we want to, we you know, we can't talk about all of them. And actually, I guess there's a book coming out that mm. <laughs> stole and, our and idea. The- they kind of stole our thunder here. But um, no, I'm just kidding. But um, we do wanted to take our opportunity to thank some of these find employees, these cast members in the sense of what roles are out there that might not get as much attention.
0: Right. I mean, when, if you ask somebody you're like, what Disney job would you like to hold? You know, a lot of times it's like, oh, Imagineer, right. you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, monorail captain, you know, uh, Jungle Cruise skipper or whatever. We're not going to do any of those today. We're right. going to do something a little more under the radar and we're going to kind of do our top five list of, of under the radar Disney cast members that we just kind of like to shine a light on. Now, that being said, all of the cast members play an important role and we appreciate you all. You are the people that kind of set our trips apart from, you know, going to any other vacation destination. The cast members really do make it special.
1: Yes. And they really you know they're a special breed of people to be able to do that work um you know with they're, a, smile on, with their a faces. smile on their faces they're doing it um when everybody else is on vacation or holiday and so it's our little tribute to them absolutely absolutely so let's get to it it's our labor day weekend
0: top five under the radar disney <laughs> cast member jobs and we'll start, of course, as we always do with Michelle, because she'll definitely have the best list. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, she she also had, by the way, a, a brother and a, a, a niece who worked at the right. Walt Disney World Resort for a while that were cast members. So she may know a little more about this than I do. Well, actually, a lot more about this than I do. So let's get to her list right away. Michelle, what's your number five?
1: Okay, so my number five is the uh and i'm not sure what they're called i'm calling it the impromptu talent Mm. behind the wall these are the people who customize the shows for like turtle talk with crush and Mm. monsters inc laugh floor you know they have to be creative on the fly um they they make each time we go there a very unique experience fun experience i mean i know that they have some go-to things but they really do interact with the crowd um but you don't even get to really see them. And mm-hmm. so I, I felt like they're kind of behind the behind the curtain. They're really cool because they have to be very quick on their feet, you know,
0: responding to what right. people say and still be humorous and enjoyable. By the way, on the D23 floor, they had somebody dressed up as like one of the Dia de las Muertas skeletons right. on a screen that was on the floor and you could walk up to it and oh, it, w- it would right. ask you right. questions. And it was kind of similar technology to, I mean, obviously it wasn't as polished as Turtle Talk with Crush or the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. But it was still kind of that idea. And it, I noticed a lot of people were having a lot of fun with
1: that. We right. It out yeah, for that, a that while. Was, it was cute. Cool. Yeah. It was kind of like a one-on-one thing. Yeah, right. yeah. So that's my number five, you know, the people who really are behind the scenes. You never get to see them. Right. Okay. That's great. I love it. I love that pick.
0: Okay. Michelle's list. Always the best list. (laughs) My number five is going to be the people you meet the first time you step into the park. And that is going to be the ticket takers that greet you when you get there. They always have a smile on their face. A lot of times they're greeting you with a princess or a Jedi or something along those lines. And a lot of times they have to deal with specific issues in regards to magic bands or different passes or different tickets. Now, at the Walt Disney World Resort, a lot of times they get a little bit easier because they all usually have some sort of guest services with them if there's some problems, they can kind of pass it on to them and credit to them for doing all that, you know, but they still have to deal with those things. So love them as well but I'm just really specifically focused on What we've recently seen at the Disneyland Resort because they have a lot of things to deal with when you're going through the opening gates at either Disneyland Park or Disney California Adventure Park. There's all sorts of different passes, annual passes, different days' tickets. There are photos that need to be taken of because they don't, you know, if you're going to return, they 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 look at your picture to make sure you're not just handing your pass off to somebody else. And they have to deal this kind of in an orderly way. So they and they still do it a lot of times, most of the time, with a smile on their face. and they keep these lines moving as best they can. Sometimes they're really long, but they do the best job they can. And I really, really appreciate the kind of the thankless job that they do up there, just trying to get people into what they're looking forward to, into their all these different lands, into these parks.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I mean, and uh, like you said, out here, there's that additional task of, you know, there's blackout dates with different Plans that might not be a blackout date for several others, and sometimes they're the ones that have to bear the bad news mm-hmm. that hey, you're here. I mean, we saw that one time. It was a couple, and it you know looked like a early on date situation and you know you felt bad for for all parties involved but that um, ticket taker really did a excellent job of you know trying to soften the situation up that it just wasn't going to happen because that ticket wasn't acceptable for that day yeah so they do a great job and we really appreciate them and they start
0: all our journeys to the parks a lot of times most of the time with a good smile on our faces right We appreciate them so much. So that's my number five. Let's get to our number four. Michelle, what is your number four?
1: Okay, uh, my number four, uh, also kind of on this creativity track and maybe... Less focus on them are the puppeteers. Mm. And, you know, some of the favorite ones that I thought of are the ones in the Finding Nemo, the musical at oh, Animal Kingdom. Oh, really good, yeah. Uh, and the ones in Entangled, the musical on the Disney Magic on the oh. cruise line. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, again, they're doing an amazing role, but they're really shining light on what they're displaying with their puppets. So, again, you know, they're behind the scenes. Uh, involved in making the experience the show magical for everybody also if you ever seen the story of coco right was started out here at the
0: disneyland resort and eventually now is at the uh, epcot at the uh, walt disney world resort the puppetry in that is is phenomenal it is it's great
1: it's great technique using the puppets You know, but again, on Labor Day, just want to shout out to the people who don't get that glory because they're kind of behind the scenes in that. They're uh, focusing on the actual puppet. Right. Not the person controlling (laughs) the puppet so often. Yeah, I love that. That's
0: a good choice.
1: Thank you. Good choice. What
0: about you? My number four is, I'm going to kind of get... Paint this with a broad brush and just go with the safety teams that mm-hmm. are out at, at both the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort. And for that matter, Disney Cruise Line, because right. these are some of the people that you see, but are a lot of times doing things that you don't see to make sure you are safe. At on your vacations at the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line. Yes, yeah, I mean, obviously, you have to go through security, you have to scan in, get your bag checked, all these different things to go in. But a lot of times, they're keeping eyes on things that you don't even see. And that includes, I, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna broad brush this. I'm gonna, you know, go with the lifeguards. That right. are at all the Disney yep. pools and everything. They're part of the safety team as well. They're always. I'm always amazed. I'll just sit there when I'm at a Disney pool and watch the lifeguards and just see how they're constantly just. They're trained to just move their head back right. and forth, move and just keep their eyes on everything that's going on in the pool. It's if you ever go to a, a Disney pool and just watch some of the lifeguards, it's amazing how they they are trained to keep an eye on everything that's going on at any one time. it's, that it's, it's is, very impressive.
1: Right, you're absolutely right, and it, it is a key. I mean, I mean safety it, you know whether you're talking about pools you know water safety or just being around into the parks etc that is such a key role and again they're you know they may not be perceived as somebody who's providing a, a service but they really are mm-hmm. and you know i mean we, we want to talk about
0: these safety teams i mean they they really have done a phenomenal job of keeping these parks as safe as possible inside and outside you know in, the, in this era where we've seen some bad things happen in, in the community right. um disney is Thankfully so far, knock on wood, been safe from that. And part of that is because of the security teams that, that do such a great job. And I'm also gonna talk about you know, some of the other people like the first aid people and the medical attention people because sometimes there's a lot of unforeseen things that happen in the park, people trip, fall people have heart attacks whatever the case may be right. you know they you know we talked about the walt disney world Resort, order even this weekend at the disney resort people overheat right. um there you know these teams are there to kind of help you out should an emergency situation arrive and
1: they do a phenomenal job with that as well next absolutely oh i said it there already right. but not too many times i think i'm a little in check now <laughs> um but yeah and you know the other thing that's really cool about them is that they are Approachable, especially like for kids, you know, that they, they really make sure that they don't come across like really mean or stern, that kids can come. And, you know, I love how it's not the child that's lost, but rather the parents that are lost. And, you know, they really have done a great job of coming up with processes to make everybody feel as comfortable in those types of situations as possible. Right. So, uh, like I said, it's a broad brush, kind of, yeah, but I think it's a very a-
0: important... Tool and they do a great job, and I appreciate the safety teams
1: uh, on all the resorts and the Disney Cruise Line. Likewise, yeah, that's a good choice. You know, and they're dealing with these lines a lot of time, and it's also hot out there or in Florida, very humid, you know, and again, they're very pleasant with everybody as they're moving them around. So, yeah, that's my number four. Michelle, let's get to your number three. All right, so my number three is also kind of a broad stroke approach, and funny it it starts with the word third. It's the third shift cast uh, members. Yes. <laughs> By the way, we saw we have our. Uh,
0: we have the glorious hotel room view of the parking lot out there. And
1: <laughs> Standard view. The
0: parking lot view is actually a lot a, a place where a lot of the third shift cast members. I are. Mean, right. I was just fascinated watching them <laughs> leave this morning. I'm like, yeah, you go, third third shift team. <laughs> that's
1: right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there. That's an amazing group of people. Um, as you mentioned, I had a brother who, you know, early on was working third shift. Um, they really are. People who they get a lot of attention, maybe seasonally, as they're transforming the parks into a whole new look, whether you're talking about transforming it into right now the Halloween season or later into Christmas season, etc. But their routine work is just as impressive. They refresh the park Uh, from top to bottom so that it looks amazing and new the next day for all of us to join in. Yeah,
0: I agree they do a fantastic job of tidying up the park, making sure everything is polished, ready to go. So you can get the park that you expect when you walk in every day. And yes, that is definitely a very under the radar team because uh, they're doing stuff well before anybody gets in and well after everybody leaves. Right. Right. uh, You know, I I appreciate that team so much and gosh, those hours that they have to work. Whew. I know, I know. tough. <laughs> so uh, thank you. Thank you to all the Third Shift team. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, by the way, if you're hearing a few noises in the background, you're uh, <laughs> here with our son, Scott, and it's his birthday celebration weekend. That's part of the reason why we're here. And he's, while we're doing this for podcast, he's got a little music playing. He's, he's doing a little <laughs> singing in the background. So just <laughs> let you know, uh, we have this happen every once in a while during the podcast. A lot of times we were recording on our own, but every once in a while he's around and with us. So if you ever hear those noises in the background, just wanted to fill you in with what they are. Yes. Thank you. So, but he's having a good old time here yeah. at the Disneyland Resort as we celebrate his birthday. Yeah. So let's get to my number three team. And kind of, mine is kind of along the same term. But uh, more the regular team. But I guess the third shift team, yes, is part of this. But at my number three is the cleaning and sanitation teams right. at the park. Because, I mean, if, if there's one thing that sets the Disney parks and Disney cruise line apart from many of the other theme parks, many other other vacations you will go on. It is the cleanliness of the parks, how that much they go out of their way to make sure the restrooms are clean, that there's trash on the ground for very little time. Uh, It You know, you just be one of the cleanest uh, theme parks you will ever visit. They set the standard at the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, and especially on Disney Cruise Line for how tidy their areas are, their general areas are. And that is all thanks to the cleaning and
1: sanitation teams uh, at, at the parks and on the Disney Cruise Line. Most definitely. And they're always appreciative when somebody really stops and pays them a compliment or, or thanks them, you know, and that's really cool too because, you know, again, it, it's not one of those jobs that most people would say, yeah, sign me up for that. And yet they do such an amazing job. And I love how they even make it more creative with doing the um, the water paint oh, yeah. on the ground the artists, the yeah. artist stuff and yeah i mean it's just it's great that they they bring in their enthusiasm to make things even more fun for right. everybody and
0: you know they're always happy to answer questions if you have some even though that's not really their main task out there in the right. parks a lot of them wear pins and if you're a pin trader you can go up to them and ask yeah. them about trading pins are happy to do that too right uh they're just a, a really wonderful team for people that you know for a job that most of us really would not want to do and i really appreciate that they do that every single day to make these parks again another thing that sets the disney parks apart so that is my number three that's a great one michelle what is your number
1: two okay my number two are the people who are either boarding or helping exit people from uh an attraction like i'm thinking like haunted mansion or the skyway I mean, they have to repeat the same things over and over and over and and yet each time they interact with a guest they are doing it in a way that it feels like that's the only time that day that they have said it. And a lot of times they're in character as well, especially like at rides like the Haunted Mansion. And you know, it, it seems like it could become a really mundane job and they make it still be very wonderful for all the guests and and i really appreciate that they can do that i don't know that i'd have that stamina <laughs> i'm telling you, especially in some of these days like the heat today and out there at the walt
0: disney world resort for sure and the heat and humidity and some of the uh, costumes the outfits they have to right. wear you know and you're constantly uh, walking a lot of times if it's a moving
1: track and
0: yeah, we had a nice uh, uh, interaction with a cast member at the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh today. Right. As a matter of <laughs> fact, we gave a cast compliment to Paula, who, uh, you know, we talked about, like, you know, saw us yesterday out there because that's one of our son's favorite rides and saw us today. And like, you know, you guys are almost honorary members of the Hundred Acre right. Wood. Right, yeah.
1: she <laughs> made us feel perfect. Very proud. Yes, <laughs> very uh, special. I was
0: really nice. Uh, yeah. But they, yeah, these people are all very special and they do a wonderful, wonderful job. So great choice. Thank you. Great what choice. about your number
1: two, sweetie? My
0: number two is going to be a combination of the mousekeeping staff at the Disney Resorts and the stewards on board Disney nice. Cruise Line. Because let's face it, we are all pigs. <laughs> OK, you go to our hotel rooms, you go to our cabins aboard Disney Cruise Line and we have kids. We have a lot. We're running in and out of the room we're throwing stuff everywhere. You know, these people have to come in and clean up our dirty towels and straighten <laughs> up our beds and everything. And, you know, most of the time they do it and you don't even notice them. You know, they, they you leave your room and right. it's filthy and you come back and it's sparkling. <laughs> I'm not saying our room is filthy. But yeah, you we're, know not, what I mean. we're not
1: total pigs. I mean, we, we do like I mean. our freshened towels. But just think <laughs> of it. I'm not saying we're pigs. Right. I'm not
0: saying you're pigs. But you know who those people are that are absolute pigs and you know there are a lot of them out there. And these people have to do it with a smile every day and they deal with it and they do a fantastic job. And then they put the perks on top of it. Like sometimes they do towel animals, right. special gifts if they know you have kids yeah. You know, they do little things to make your vacation that much more special while cleaning up. Not us. We're not pigs. (laughs) Not you. You're not pigs. But you know who those people people. are. And they have to clean up after a lot of those people. So, uh, you know, many, many thanks. To all of them that do that for us,
1: that's true. You know, and it's it's really nice. Like you brought up about the Disney Cruise Line is, you know, those room stewards really do interact from day one. They introduce themselves to you, so that it's not just, um, yes, somebody passing through that is is cleaning your room. It's just somebody that they're they know that their presence is there to help your experience be better, and they you know really do try to get to find out your preferences and. That go that extra mile to make it so special. Get to know, I mean, get to know all the cast members, but really, if you're on a
0: Disney cruise line, get to know your cabin steward because they are fantastic people. They all have stories. They come from interesting countries, interesting places in the world. Um, They are wonderful people to speak with. And uh, they do a fantastic job for us. And again, it's a role that most of, especially on a Disney cruise line, because those people work crazy, ridiculous hours. They don't right. really get full days off. Maybe they get a half day off occasionally. Right, a few hours here and Yeah, there. Um, they do unbelievable work, uh, and uh, we, we appreciate every one of them.
1: Yes, that is so true. And like you said, that's a really good point. They do have... Wonderful stories. Um, I've learned a lot from a lot of the mm-hmm. people that we've talked to about their cultures or their countries, and you know, it take the time and interact with those people, and you'll be r- richer for it. Yeah,
0: I, I believe that with all the cast members, but especially on Disney Cruise, because so many from Disney Disney Cruise. Uh, They are from various different parts of the world that maybe you don't get to experience much. So they all have very interesting stories. So uh, please, if you're on a Disney cruise line, get to know your server, get to know your stewards, uh, get to know the crew because they are very, very interesting people. And you might learn a lot of stuff about different parts of the world that you knew very little about. Right. So that's my number two. Let's get to our number Number one. One. Michelle, your number one, which is bound to be the best number
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering, I'm surprised so far we haven't had a repeat of the same thing. So I don't know. But my number one is the guest relations staff. And, you know, yes, they're oftentimes able to really make magic and, and see immediately the thrill on people's faces for what they do. But... The reality is, they are also the people who have to listen to people complaining all day. Uh, people complain? I know, I've never right? seen anybody complain at the parks. I don't know what never, you're talking about. Never. You know, and, you know, they have to handle those situations delicately and with a smile. Um, you know, sometimes it might be somebody has the most ridiculous complaint. Like, it's like, really? You're going to complain about that? Or some unrealistic expectations. You know, and I'm sure they'd rather say, you know, to these people, you're being a jerk right now. (laughs) But they don't. They actually, you know, thank people for, you know, sharing their experiences and, and work to whatever they can do to try to make things better. And I think that they're really in a tough situation. And and I couldn't imagine at the end of a shift how I would feel if all I was hearing most of the day is complaints. Right? Agreed. Um, They're and, and to do it with a smile on their face yeah. and try and
0: make it as right as possible for some people that are asking for ridiculous stuff right. or it seemed they feel like they are entitled to things just because they're on vacation that they aren't necessarily. um, Not that that we've ever seen that or anything, but uh, (laughs) it is crazy. And guest relations do a phenomenal job and they answer a lot of questions. They're willing to help you out, Uh, whether it's simple, whether it's difficult. They're willing to work with you and try and make it as right as possible to make your vacation be a wonderful one. Right. Yeah, uh, great choice again. Michelle's number one. Oh, always thank you. Number oh, one. what's what's yours though? My number one goes to my chef heart, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to talk about the culinary teams at the parks and the resorts and the cruise ships because, um, especially, I mean, there's one thing to know about the the main chefs for all these restaurants. A lot of times, you'll see them uh, be out front. Right. They come and greet guests or whatever. But I'm talking yes, they do a fantastic job. They help to design these menus and it's not easy with Disney cuz Disney has very strict rules with designing different menus and everything. Right. But I'm going to specifically talk about the culinary team. You don't maybe you see, but you don't really see as right. much, you know. They're not out in the forefront. They're not out there greeting the guests and and getting some of the glory quote unquote, right. you know. So, uh, these people work really hard. I mean, think about how much food you eat when you go to these right. Disney parks. And all these, all these meals are created by this culinary team, whether if it's a simple grab-and-go dish or whether it's a real sit-down development right. menu. And most of that, these chefs that you see out front there, they may design the menu, but they're not doing the hands-on, labor-intensive True. prep work, the cooking work, to really get these dishes out. This is what this culinary team does. They do a phenomenal job of it. The food for the most part is very good at the Disney right. parks and it even gets more I- extensive when we're talking about some of the festivals that go on. Like right now it just we just kicked off Food and Wine Festival at the Walt Disney right. World Resort. That is that much more food that they need to kick out and do different things with you know all these small plates and all right. these different booths and everything and they need to find a way to get it out to these kiosks and and get it delivered to you in a in a fresh as possible way and they just do an amazing job to to handle all that I've worked in a catering I've worked in kitchens I understand what it takes to kind of get these things done. And it is always impressive to me, whether you know what you, ever you think about Disney food, you know, some of it is good. Some of it is, you know, it's hit and miss, right. I tend to like it more mm-hmm. than I dislike it. I tend right. to think they're more hits than misses, but either way, they do an amazing amount of work behind the scenes that you never will know about these culinary teams do a phenomenal job to get the food out to you, to feed you on your vacation, whether it be one day at the park, whether it be seven days. And again, the Disney Cruise, these... People are working breakfast, lunch, dinner to get you these phenomenal meals on Disney Cruise Line. Um, you know, just right. think about, just think, if you've gone on a Disney Cruise and you go into the dining room, think about how many meals they're presenting at one time out there for these. It is amazing the job they have to do to get this food out to you. So I want to thank the culinary teams at the
1: Walt Disney World Resort, at the Disneyland Resort, and on Disney Cruise Line. Sure. I mean, I remember one time when... Um, you were interning and i remember you had to what you had to hand pick the the cloves of time oh time <laughs>
0: time isn't just known it, there's a reason why it's called time
1: <laughs> not just because
0: it's called the herb time but if you have to hand shell so much
1: time right <laughs>
0: it takes a lot of time
1: yes. yeah so i mean there's a lot of li- like little tedious things that the culinary department needs to do that somebody may be doing that for hours at a time you know just to make and elevate the quality of that dish that they're helping prepare yeah
0: it's not that's the guy that's on the grill you know getting your meats ready or (laughs) you know he's got his saucepan going and (laughs) you see it flambe and everything no i mean yes those people do a great job they have a lot that's a hard job but it's the people that have to cut up all the vegetables, right. you know, that have to make the sauces, that have to, you know, pick the time, that have to clean the shrimp, you know, all things like that. It really will take up a lot of your day. So those are our list of our most underrated Disney jobs. There are a lot of great Disney jobs, and I want to thank all the Disney cast members that make our trips very special. I also want to thank all the cast members that were out at D23 Expo 2019 yes. last week because you have a thankless job. I mean, many of you are, were placed out there in roles that is not really what you do. And, and you don't really, you're not really told much else of what to expect outside of what your job is. And yet you're being asked questions by everybody, but you always them the best you could with a smile on your face. Right. You were wonderful people. You, you know, when we walked off, we talked about this. If you haven't heard our, our wrap up for the everyday episodes, you were applauding us and high-fiving us as I we know. left mostly because you're like, yeah, it's over. <laughs> but also just because they, that's how you didn't have to do that. That group of cast members did not have to do right. that. That was bonus. That was a plus yeah. on our D twenty three. They just had to experience. watch make sure people were leaving. Right. It, yeah. So thank you for all um, that. Uh, we really appreciate all the cast members. But you know, for those at the D twenty three Expo who were doing above and beyond what they're norm- By the way, we had people coming to mount to man the stores that were from Disney stores and like. And we see one that was uh, that was from. Oregon or Washington right, or somewhere yes, in the Pacific yes. Northwest that came in, right. they were coming in from different states to help man all these different kiosks and positions to make sure that, the, that we had a as an amazing D23 Expo as possible.
1: Yeah, and they were enthusiastic. Oh, it yeah. was awesome. Yeah.
0: It was amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, thank you to all of them. And speaking of D23 Expo... yeah. Well, guess what? We don't have one top five list. We have two top five lists to go over this week. Cool. Yeah, You don't seem like you were prepared for that.
1: Um, I remember we were going to be talking about um, experiences with D23 wrap-up, but hey, I can wing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to go through, I guess at least I was planned out, plotted out for
0: this, <laughs> are kind of our top five moments from our D23 experience. Now, if you've listened to our recaps of every day from the D23 Expo, you know that we, there were some things that kind of struck chords with us more than others. Well, uh, we had plenty of those that we discussed on the show, but there's probably a couple that we missed on the show. So we kind of thought we'd go through them and kind of recap a few of our favorite moments from the D23 Expo 2019. Sounds like a plan. Right. Uh, It sounds like a plan for me. (laughs) Apparently Michelle was not prepared for this plan, but that's okay. You know what? Even unprepared, she will have a better list than me. So it's all right. um, I'll let you wing it. You can go by five. You can just name moments. I don't, since you weren't really prepared for this as I thought, uh, I'm well, sorry. That's not a problem. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a miscommunication, believe me, it's no, always on no, my end. No, so, no, no. Uh, let's, let's find out what your top moments from the D23 Expo 2019 were.
1: Okay. So my number five would be, um, and it's it actually might sound like a little thing, but I think, first of all, I wasn't thinking we were going to be able to experience this because of conflicts with some of the shows and presentations that we went to, but uh, it's seeing the, the parade on the floor, you know, seeing that daily. Now we didn't see it daily. We really only got to see it once, but it was such a blast. I mean, it's amazing what they can do in that space and make it feel so festive and exciting. And I think again, what made it even more so for me was I thought we were going to miss all of them this year. And we actually Got one fit in.
0: Right. Well, I actually got to see two, but that was one when you were unfortunately suffering. Thank you to everybody out there that sent Michelle sweet notes. She's doing much better now. Obviously, you can hear she sounds much better. She's recovered. But she fought through uh, D23XO 2019 like a trooper from that day that she was suffering from a little food poisoning or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, uh, I'm so glad... You got to see one of the parades. Yeah. Right? yeah, they do that twice a day, every day at the D23 convention. They do a little fan parade where they have a band and they have, uh, you know, some characters and dancers, and then they usually have some sort of grand marshals that are usually somebody from, you know, uh, Disney TV, Disney movies, whatever the case may be. And that's always fun. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I uh, love the parades. And it's always just a fun way to kind of break up the day at the D23 Expo right in the middle of the d 23 expo floor yeah and if you ever want to know it well I, I don't know if it goes to orlando which we're speculating it might in 2021 but if you ever want to know a little secret place to get a good front row spot at the anaheim convention center when that parade comes around just hit us up because i know a special little spot yeah to, i was to, impressed to, with that I mean, where everybody else is lining up Maybe people don't know the parade's going to go this way and i always you know even last minute can find us a good spot up front so uh, you can hit us up if uh, D23 Expo 2021 happens to return to Anaheim. I'm just not sure if it's going to, but we'll right. see how that goes out. Uh, my number five, and it's something that we actually didn't talk much about, you know, as we, we discussed a lot of the parks panel, uh, both on this show and also on the uh, on Theme Park Thursday with mm-hmm. Dillow's Diz. And that is something that uh, kind of went under the radar because there was so much discussion of... You know, the Epcot changes, the new Disney ship coming, uh, you know, uh, uh, Avengers Campus at both uh, Disney California Adventure Park and Disneyland Paris. But there was also, you know, a little more, we got a little more input, a little more info on the Zootopia themed land that's coming to Shanghai Disney Resort. And uh, we got some concept artwork for that. And uh, it looks like it's going to be another wonderfully immersive area. I am a huge fan of the movie Zootopia. I think it's one of the better films that's come out over the last several years. And so I was very excited to see some of this artwork. And I know it's out there online if you want to take a look for it. But uh, it was, it actually looks like you're right there in Zootopia. And I'm hoping that, that that is going to continue with this this immersiveness that we're seeing from many of the new lands they're developing. And that looked exactly what it it was going to be in this utopia theme land at Shanghai Disney Resort.
1: Yeah, it really did look so amazing. Um, as you're mentioning, immersive and exciting. I, I think, you know, kind of, I, I don't want to steal your thunder with any of this, but I think a lot of the things that they were talking about at some of the other um, parks throughout the world were very exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, like the um, the new castle at Hong Kong, of course, the yeah. Princess's castle, and yes. you know different things. But yeah, Zootopia. Um, I was kind of jealous about that. That looked really cool. Well, I mean, (laughs) we
0: we want to go to to the Asian theme park sometime in the next five years or so. Maybe we'll hold off until that land is open, you know, for us to visit Shanghai anyway. Um, But that looks exciting and uh yeah it was just one of those things that i kind of felt like it was early on in the presentation and it kind of got glossed over as so many more major announcements were made throughout it so i just wanted to revisit that a little bit because i don't think we even talked about it so right i I definitely wanted to revisit that so that's my number five
1: michelle uh do you have a number four (laughs) yes i do actually um so i would say my number four was um you know kind of the, some of the details of the newer hotels that are coming out at Disney World. Love how they're having one that's associated with the uh, Princess and the Frog theme mm. where, you know, they will have... Yeah, our, over our, at Reflections. Yeah. Right, that they're going to have a restaurant there. It's going to kind of be on the water and look uh, like the bayous. Mm. And, you know, I just thought that was really creative and, you know, another fun uh, resort to look forward to visiting at some yeah. point.
0: Yeah, I love that they're going to have those A-frame uh, Kind of waterfront uh, areas, kind of like they do at the Wilderness Lodge. Only these are A-frame places. And also they're going to have tree houses. Right. Treehouse suites, which is fascinating too. And I was like, ooh. Treehouse suite. That sounds fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, it's all like, if they're one bedrooms so and we can get it into our points, our DVC points, we may have to do one of those treehouses. Yeah. yeah. That looks cool. So, yeah, I like that as well. And I think it's another thing we kind of glossed over a little bit as they kind of got lost in the right, shuffle, a lot right. of things we talked about. So, You know,
1: and, you know, it was funny because at first it was like, how are they going to fit all that over there? But they have been very creative with how they utilize space and... I think it's going to be neat having an, another resort over in that area. They certainly can, they have the, you know, the area that wasn't being used right. already. So. There, river country. Right. The river, country, river yeah. country area. So very cool. And uh, looking forward to, to seeing what that turns out and visiting it.
0: Me too. I'm very excited about that. And as we get, keep getting more artwork for that, I'm very excited for that resort once it finally gets done here in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, Lighthouse Point. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Hopefully, God, God yeah. speed all those people out there because uh, <laughs> you know that they're about to hit the brunt of it if they're not hitting it right now as we're recording this. So, uh, but you know that you know the resort doesn't matter those people matter but right. i still want to talk about this resort and and talk about uh some of the things that they presented to us about it and mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen to this place as it eventually becomes a disney cruise line destination and it sounds phenomenal they're working currently we had joe roadie come out and talk to us he's been working closely with a lot of uh bohemian uh, bohemian artists and not Bohemian, or maybe they're Bohemian Bahamians. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Bahamian artists and uh, culturalists out there to kind of make sure that that is kept uh, throughout this land. remember, this land is, it it had to go through uh, the... Bahamas government to kind of allow this to be, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, of course, money played a big part in that. But, you know, they also had Disney had to tell them that we're going to be doing this, you know, justice. We're not just going to ruin this place, you know, no matter what some people might think about that. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, and they're also working very hard with some uh, uh, conservationists to make sure that uh, this place is kept as, you know, naturally, Less impacted as possible right. because they want to keep that going. So, but we love that some of the artwork they got as far as what they're going to work with is you know they're going to go right off of some Bahamian artists and and bring in some of those color schemes and some of the uh, the culture that is from uh, the Bahamas and make sure and that is integrated within this resort and and and. Uh, it just looks spectacular. The artwork we saw, the concept art we saw, what it's going to look like when it's all said and done. It's going to be one of those places that is going to be a must do on your Disney cruise. And I would be good with, when this is done, with a Disney cruise that goes to Castaway Key and goes to Lighthouse Point, and that's it. Right. You know, I right. would be
1: thrilled with that, or even double dip on both of them. I'd sure. be thrilled. You know, <laughs>
0: because those look fantastic.
1: You're absolutely right. I mean, the bold colors that they were showing us were just phenomenal. And the fact that they aren't just saying, okay, this is just going to be kind of like a, a, you know, a water park kind of land. You just go and, you know, sit outside and you can do some things on the water, but really enhancing that the area and the experience with all this unique local artwork, which I thought was a great collaboration that they decided to do rather than making it, you know, just a, Uh, a very simple place it looks more like a port as if you were going to any other like country's port you know Mm -hmm. you're going to go in and really experience that culture and what's going to be nice is it's really going to kind of be condensed and immersive all in lighthouse point right so i'm excited for that once they get it developed um you know, we're getting the new cruise ship. Obviously,
0: they, they named the Disney Wish as the next one. There's two more to come. And uh, that's going to be a regular stop once they get it developed and ready to go. And I'm excited to visit it uh, sooner rather than later, for right. sure. yeah. For sure, especially after seeing that artwork. So that was cool. That's my number four. Let's
1: get to Michelle's number three. Okay, so my number three, three was just a fun experience of watching the various character voice artists perform. And, you know, whether they're doing... Uh, Donald or Goofy or Mickey and, you know, it was just fun watching them on stage do that. But additionally, more than that, I mean, that was amazing in and of itself. But hearing the story that, you know, it wasn't until like the 80s that they even took notice of the fact that they did not have standardization throughout their organization of the these character voices. And so what might be recorded in one show for a Mickey Mouse in another area in a park for Mickey Mouse might be very, very different. And so it was wonderful to hear how that developed into something solidified in a way that you have that consistency.
0: Right. And there was a, they were t- saying a point that there was like 16 different people voicing like Mickey at right, certain times, right. you know, at, during at the same time. And it's like, that's just cause then, then, the, and they were concerned, not only just the not sounding, it, the same, but also like some of the language and some not not like this, you know, the foul mouth Mickey or anything, right. but, you know, like uh, the mannerisms and the, the phrasing that they would use is not like what they standardize with with Mickey, with Donald, with with Goofy. And so that's what they wanted to do is condense this to make sure that whomever is using these voices. Yes, they sound proper, but also they are using the right phrasing, the right you know language, right. The right, how you would expect Mickey to sound, you would expect Minnie to sound, or you would expect Donald especially because Donald is a little bit crazy, right, like He yeah. has to sound exactly right, right?
1: So. And it was interesting that you know they that Donald wouldn't just repeat everything anybody would say; that there would be words that were even though they were challenging to hear clear enough to be able to be heard. I don't know if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. but just the the phraseology that they were working with would be consistent. And I also love the fact that once they had that core team, that everybody else that was going to be taking over that torch were learning from those people. And, And not just in the sense of, oh, let me, you know, check it out. Do I sound like you did when you did Donald Duck or when you did Pluto? But actually you know getting to know each other and getting to the heart of what these characters bring every time right they would ask like uh, it was uh, ducky would
0: originally play uh, donald was uh, getting tony Anselmo and selmo uh, and he would not he would question him not only on you know yes uh, you know, speak like Donald's, but also how would Donald respond to this situation, and then he would kind of
1: train him in that regard right yeah and and again, learning the heart of these characters as well, so yeah, that was it was fun watching it, and it was such a unique story of how this all developed over time yep, so good, I agree that was one of my favorite panels was the voices panel yeah. overall, yeah. especially when we
0: had uh the main characters out right there. Was so right. Good. Uh, my number three is uh, a film that we knew nothing about going in because we had heard nothing about this. And that is the announcement of Raya and the Last Dragon uh, that came out. We didn't know that there was another, not that it surprised us that it, there wasn't a new uh, Walt Disney animation, animation film in the works. But we had heard zero about it. Right. So uh, for this coming out and then to hear and see and, and watch some right. of the stuff from it, it, it looked look phenomenal i mean we saw a clip from it and the animation was unbelievable yeah i I mean some of the stuff you i swear it looks like it's live action it's so good the animation is crazy now But also you look at some of the people that were attached to it. Adele Lynn, who, uh, if you know the movie Crazy Rich Asians, she did the screenplay for that film. And we like that movie a lot. So we are excited for that. Uh, Cassie Steele playing Raya. Aquafina also from Crazy Rich Asians, who is playing Sisu. And uh, Paul Briggs, who has done many of the story work for uh, Frozen, Big Hero Six, and Zootopia, is directing this film, and um, it just looks phenomenal. And I was very excited about it when we saw this. And you know, it's coming out in November of 2020, and I'm I'm already thrilled and can't wait to see it and see how it progresses over the
1: next year and a couple months. Right. Yeah. It it does look like it's going to be wonderful. And it was a really nice, like you said, surprise that we didn't know anything about it. It was interesting hearing, you know, some of the um, main uh artists who are involved in the the concept of the artistry and the in the storyline we saw them in other panels too and so got a little bit more glimpse into what this is or at least what maybe not so much what the storyline is about but how it has been developing right so i um, very excited for that film i may
0: well i can't say that i'm more excited for frozen too but i i then uh, than for Frozen 2, but I am very excited for that movie just from right. the little glimpse that we got of it. Yes. It looks fascinating. It looks, you know, it's all taken from areas of Southeast Asia where they haven't approached as much in these movies. Right. And um, I, it, it sounds fascinating. So I'm looking forward to it. To yeah. So.
1: And if you ever get to, you know, a lot of times after these movies come out and you get to see the bonus tracks and things like that, um, the amount of research that they went through to capture the essence of the cultures that they wanted to address even though they were creating you know lands that don't really exist but to make them hold some of those cultural aspects of it was pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah was well, really cool really cool so glad to see yeah, that Yeah, that would be one of the jobs that i'd want to do that those kind of research where you jobs. just go to these yeah. places and just talk <laughs> right. to people if i was going to pick explain. a disney job that'd right. be it yeah there you go there you go <laughs> i don't blame you for that Uh, That was my number three. What's your number two? Okay, so my number two is probably uh, in your number one area. I don't mean to override that, but um, in mine, I think I picked also because of how, even since we've heard this announcement in my head, I've, you know, kind of gone through some things of how it might turn out, and that's the Star Wars Hotel, you know? I I mean, it's a two-day, two-night experience. It's gonna be immersive. You're gonna be there, which is not at all, you know, when we first heard about the, this hotel that was going to be developed, that wasn't, I think, where we were thinking it was going to go. And the more we have thought about it and talked about it, it you know, and kind of comparing it to a, a two day, two night cruise and, and all the different experiences you have there, I could just see it. I mean, maybe we're wrong, but I I can just see it, it, it feeling more like, you know, you're on a cruise and the fact that you are really, you're not supposed to be in a hotel, right? You're traveling. You're so you're on a cruise, actually through I'm space, a starship, yeah. right? And so I, I just love that they put that spin to it, um, and that it can be a, an experience that's going to be, you know, really unique and fun and. I'm just very, very excited about so, it. I can't tell
0: you how excited I am about it. I decided to keep, I, I meant to mention this to begin with, to keep Star Wars completely off my list because it may have just dominated my list <laughs> because there were so many good Star Wars right. things that came out of D23X Ex- D23 per 2019. Uh, but yeah, I could not be more excited for that. And I'm telling you, we're going to have, I know it's going to cost a crazy amount of money, but we have to find a way to do it because it just would fulfill I mean, Galaxy's Edge has already fulfilled the child inside me, but this is like the next level of fulfilling that Star Wars fan that has been within me right. since I was, you know, eight years old. I just cannot wait to try this out and do this little two day cruise, two day, two night cruise aboard the Halcyon and to yeah. experience all the different things that they have to offer and live the star Wars cruise that you'd always want to go on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it t- definitely is exciting and, uh, yeah, it'd be fun. It'll be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> won't be more. Well, I mean, that thing is
0: coming along. It won't be too long before they start opening that up, but that's going to be really cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. So, uh, my number two was something, unfortunately, Michelle didn't get to experience this because this was one of the days where she was feeling ill and it was during the Disney plus panel. Mm-hmm. And that was actually during the Marvel phase. And yes, I mean, we learned a lot about, you know, the, many of the series that are coming out. You know, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, WandaVision, you know, right. all these, these many other series that are coming out. But my really was blown away by the What If animated uh, series, some of the stuff we saw from that. Now, if you don't if you haven't heard of it or if you didn't see this from the d twenty three expo stuff it's it 's an animated series that is essentially based on the fact that Uh, they'll look at stories that you know from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they're going to twist them a little bit. That's why it's what if, what if, dot, 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 this happened, you know, what if that happened, what if ever. Um, They showed us some little clips, like a sizzle reel from it. The animation looks spectacular. They told us they got all the original voices that filmed these characters or voiced these characters within the actual films to come back and voice it for the series. So that's exciting. I love the concept of it it's kind of like they they're going to view it as the watchers looking out and exploring the multiverse of yes you know this story but what if this happened you know we got to see Peggy Carter actually become the super soldier instead of uh, Steve Rogers and you know and there's going to be many storylines along that path and I'm excited for the whole thing I was I was sort of intrigued by the concept going in. But then when I got to see the sizzle reel hear that they got all the voices to um, recreate their characters, I I was sold. I'm in. I cannot wait for this series to come out. And so that's why it was my number two on my list.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we've seen that in their um, series Once Upon a Time where they took characters of fairy tales that we're we've known for a long time and not just give them a backstory but have some twist to it obviously seeing um the evil queen become the nice queen yeah. <laughs> which is nice mostly yeah but i mean um so we've we've seen how they've had an intriguing series through that that perspective so seeing it in the marvel land just or marvel universe seems like it, it's a good fit too yeah uh, I'm very excited for it, so it's that's one more thing for Disney Plus that we are signed up for. I
0: know many of you out there are signed up for it now. If you, I think you still have a few more days if you want to get out there if you're a D23 member and sign up for that discount, do it because it's a crazy. If you're going to uh, do Disney Plus anyway, it's a crazy bargain to you know to sign up for right now. So get out there, go to the D23 website and sign up for that three-year deal for Disney Plus because uh, the content on it is. Definitely worth the less than $4 a month that they're charging for <laughs> right? us. Right? So, um, yeah. Take advantage of that. So that is my number two. Michelle, what is your number one?
1: My number one, and I think I've shared this on our podcast and when we were on um, Theme Park Thursday podcast, but seeing Dick Van Dyke come mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. on the stage. I thought that would be. I, yeah. I, I would have put it on my list, but I
0: knew you was going to be on your list. Right?
1: So. I mean, you know, he is such a phenomenal icon with the organization with the, you know, the history of Mary Poppins. So just, you know, seeing him come out and introduce, you know, the new aspects of Epcot in the Great Britain Pavilion, you know, certainly made sense. But again, just the fact that they, you know, they they took the time to honor him by doing that. I mean, they could have just made the announcement. There's been a new... Uh, Mary Poppins film and so they could have just kind of glossed over but they didn't they really you know took the time brought him out there and and honored him and his historical impact on the company and I thought that was great and certainly brought tears to my eyes Mm -hmm.
0: mine too Uh, it was a it was an amazing moment we were so lucky to have been there for that moment and to see it all, and then to, yes, uh, right afterwards, tell us there's going to be a Mary Poppins uh, ride attraction at uh, Epcot in the uh, Great Britain Pavilion. Uh, I just couldn't be more excited about the whole thing. And, yes, uh, seeing Dick Van Dyke. And and I don't know if they – for those of you who – I've seen some of this. I don't know if you got to see the end of it where it looks like he's you know, he's got a cane with him and he looks like he may be a little feeble or whatever when he's coming out. But then as he's strolling off stage, he's twirling the cane. (laughs) I know. And basically just kind of yeah, a little uh, pepping his step as he was going <laughs> off there. He's like he's still you know doing fantastically. He's amazing. He's just an amazing
1: human being. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, very impressive. And so
0: that was fun. That right. was an amazing experience. Yeah. Excellent. That's a great number one choice. Like I said, oh. it would, would have been probably on my list, but I, I knew it would be on yours. So list. <laughs> that's okay. So it's ex- not
1: mine. My number, one, number is, one is
0: well. Hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Frozen 2 footage and everything we got, I'm excited. I'm all in on Frozen 2. I'm excited for it. I thought the songs that we heard uh, were fantastic. Uh, I don't know if it's just the newness of them or whatever, but they almost sounded better than, and I love the music from the original mm-hmm. Frozen. Right. Uh, the, the fascinating. Uh, I think that there's a, you know, an interesting Uh, concept behind, you know, looking back and then looking forward as far as Anna and Elsa and their family. And um, we saw a couple touching and yet hilarious scenes at the same time. And the animation looks beautiful. Uh, I'm just so excited for Frozen 2. And it's just a couple months away. And I, I, I cannot wait
1: until it comes out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does look uh, like it has some real intense moments, um, but definitely also some uh, real warmth between the characters. You know, now that they've been developed a little bit more so you can see some of that interaction differently. And it does look exciting for sure. It's also one of those things
0: they also told us that um, that it's. They decided to make this almost like a conclusion. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens money-wise if it's a conclusion. But they said it's almost like a two-part, two two parts of the same story. That Frozen 2 is kind of completing the entire story is what they told us of Frozen. So
1: right. Well, it has a little bit of prequel in it. So I think they said if you put the two of them together, you have the complete story. Right. Yep. So, um, and you know, the, like I said, the music is spectacular. The,
0: the whole cast there, they, again, because you already know the cast, they've already kind of set the tone. They kind of given you the idea that you could just probably just get going with this movie. You do not need to learn who every single person is within the store, at least not the classic characters right. we see about new characters when they get in. But I'm excited. Like I said, I'm all in Unfrozen 2 and I cannot wait for it to get here in November.
1: Yeah, it looks great.
0: So those were our moments. And again, I stayed away from Star Wars. I could have just gone top five Star Wars moments. And I did that pretty much on the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, by the way, if you want to catch that. I was on with our good friend Rob LeBerry and kind of went through some of the Star Wars news that came from uh, D23 Expo 2019 on his last show. But I, I, there were so many great Star Wars moments but they, that I could have just made this whole list about that if I really right. wanted to. Right, and I would have assumed that you would. So. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was going to to begin with. I was going to put him in there. I realized it was just going to dominate everything, and I wanted to get to some of the other moments because we talked about a lot of the Star Wars stuff before, and I, yeah. and I also talked about it on you know, the show, on our, our good friend Rob's show right that's right that's, that's right. right so that's it i mean we don't really have any disney stories of the week because pretty much everything happened last week and not that there weren't a couple disney stories this week but we just didn't think it took our time very much mostly we want to talk about you know i want to say that hey congrats to uh walt disney world resort mm-hmm. to disney hollywood studios for successfully opening Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It looks like everybody had a fantastic time. Yeah, it seemed like it was smooth opening. Right. Um, uh, you know, all your pictures out there were magnificent and we cannot wait to uh, visit it ourselves. So, good job out there by you all. And uh, it's exciting stuff. And all the cast members who all put the the it together. All the cast members are fantastic. Yeah. So, yep, always, always. And we talked about that already. So, But we do have tips for you because that pretty much every episode, regular episode we did, we didn't give you any tips during our recap episodes but we're back to our regular episodes now so we will never leave you on a regular episode while giving you out some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation whether it be the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line whatever the case may be and we always start with Michelle because she always has the best lip list, yes she has the best lips and the best lists but she always also has the best tips so let's
1: get to Michelle Tip of the week. You're so sweet, baby. Well, um, a couple weeks ago when we had our last full show, um, I talked about mermaid school. Uh, We didn't get enough followers. I'm sorry. was hoping to be able to do that for you all, but we didn't get enough followers on Twitter, but
0: uh, we may still try and make that work where I get to go to mermaid school. We'll see what we can do about that. You're just looking for
1: a reason. I know, I know. So much, so much. (laughs) Um, So kind of to, you know, on the other side of the coin, I wanted to talk about what would be available to you, which is Captain Hook's pirate crew. Uh, I'm more mermaid (laughs) than pirate. I know, I I I know. Um, This one is... is, um, it does have an age restriction of 4 to 12, yeah, 4 to 12-year-olds, um, and it's also at the Beach Club Resort, but it's it, it's just a fun thing if you want to try something different, whether you be a boy or a girl, it doesn't matter, you want to be a pirate, go to school for it, right? <laughs> you know, and here you have Captain Hook as your your leader, so it can't be anything but fun and, you know, maybe a little mischief involved in that, but you get a, a pirate's name and and, you know they teach you how to sing sea chanties. Chan- yeah, I can I can say it. Yeah, <laughs> just like I could say lips and lists and tips. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. You know, and you do a treasure hunt, and I don't want to spoil any of the little little special surprises of that. You know, and then you top it off with a pirate's feast, and uh, I love some of the dishes that they serve: mm. um, cannon meatballs, mm. right, and macaroni and gold sauce. <laughs> But again, I don't want to go into a lot of details. I guess uh, for that age group, you know, asking where the
0: rum is was not the <laughs> correct response, right? right? Mm-hmm. That's
1: true. That's true. But if you be an adult <laughs> and want to get into your pirate, um, they do have the Pirates and Pal Firework Dessert uh, yeah. Voyage. That's, you know, really a- for any ages. Um, and that's another opportunity to uh, to cruise out on the Seven Seas Lagoon and get your pirate on. But uh, we we've we've really had some fun stories about that, but which, which I won't go into right now, but it, it, it is also a very fun way to um, start your evening off. It's more like a dessert party and then you, uh, or snacks and desserts, and then you get to, to, to board your ship to go out on the lagoon, but a lot of fun there, and it ends with a cute little surprise. So um, if you're interested in being a pirate, With the Disney company, you have some options at Walt Disney World. That's nice. And again, I'm more mermaid than pirate, but I kind (laughs) of like that concept. And yes, we have... Well, we haven't taken place
0: taken part in the uh, the pirate party. We have witnessed it from afar, and it's always uh, entertaining. We kind of got a big kick out of watching it very many nights and we heard uh, a lot. We because heard a lot, and it looks like a a lot of fun, and we have discussed it at some point doing it possibly to check out the fireworks, but uh, uh, it does look like a lot of fun for everybody involved for sure. yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, very good. Michelle's Thank tips, you. always the best tips. <laughs> my tip, I'm going to go back. It, this is probably a, a rehash of something I've talked about a little bit before, and probably Michelle's talked about a I little bit. Probably but, something I've talked. Yeah.
1: To, I'm just kidding. But uh, you never steal my ideas.
0: No. <laughs> it's because Michelle
1: always has the best tips, so I have to
0: steal them occasionally. But I usually wait at least a month until I do it. You know, but let's face it, it's been hot on the East Coast it always is hot in Florida. It's hot over here on the West Coast recently. So I want to talk a little bit about plotting out your day for when it is a little bit on the warmer side <laughs> uh, on your vacations. And, you know, I think that, that you need to kind of plan these things out ahead of time. Look at the weather going in on your resort stays and knowing how to try make take the best advantage of it. Now, some cases you're not going to be able to just go and come back to your hotel room or go to the pool or whatever especially if you're at the Disneyland Resort and you're just going for the day so you're going to have to try and take advantage of some of the shady spaces that they have available for you now we don't have as many of the Disneyland Resort as at the Walt Disney World Resort but that doesn't mean there are not a few that you can kind of use to kind of help you along I go into the animation building in uh, right. California Adventure Park where they have a Turtle Talk with Crush they have uh, you know um, uh, the Animator's why can't I think of the name of it? Academy. Thank you. The Animators, Acad- Animators Academy, where you can go in and learn to draw your favorite character. And it's just a good time. Even if you just want to just go sit in there, they do some great stuff with projections and songs on the walls. Even if you just kind of want to go in there and sit for a little bit and just get out of the heat for a little bit that's a great way to do it and you know there are some other spaces around there's great shows you can go see whatever the case may be to kind of uh, get out of the hottest part of the day and what you really am talking about is planning out your day knowing what the weather is going to be like go on whatever weather app you use go to the hourly. Uh, forecast and check it all out. And let's say if there's things that are more outside that you're going to have to walk more to in the sunshine or whatever the case may be, you may want to plot those earlier in the day or later in the day. And then you have those areas in the middle of the day where you can take a breather, take a break, whether it is go back to your resort and get a little breather, go to the pool and cool down, you know, get some food somewhere, whatever the case may be. Find that space in the middle of the day where it's at its hottest, where you can kind of take a break. It'll be great for everybody, especially the young ones in your group that, you know, maybe be a little more susceptible uh, to that, our son uh, tends to not exactly like sunscreen or uh, some of the things <laughs> right. that we really would appreciate to do. So, you know, we bring umbrellas to kind of shield him a little bit, yeah. you know, from the sun. Find ways to kind of adapt to the situation, find out what works best for you. But the main thing is. Try and plan it. Don't just, if it's a day that's super hot and super humid, to just go, 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 go all the time. Believe me, you'll get much more rewarding experience out of your day if you take a break just for a couple hours or even just for 20 minutes or so to just kind of cool down and relax. Everybody, will be rewarded in your group, in your family, when you just take a pause every once in a while.
1: That's a great tip. And you talked about the Disneyland Resort having less shade opportunities. That's true. And the other thing, uh, if you haven't been out here, is doing research to realize that some of the restaurants are only outdoor seating. And so that could still be very hot and uncomfortable. And so you might want to factor that in as well. Yeah, so
0: um, just... Take it all into account. Plot out your day. As all your Disney trips, you should do some sort of planning. Don't just go willy-nilly, but especially when the weather is severe, whether it either be heat or whether it be a lot of rain, you want to be, have your days plotted out. Rain is a little easier to deal with than certain significant heat in, right. my, in my account, but that doesn't mean you don't need to plan for it. And Again, it, it, you know, it, it just will make your day and your trip that much better
1: for it. Right. And like you always said, hydrate, hydrate, right. And know also that there is first aid there if things are getting a little really tough to deal with. If you're thinking somebody's really having a tough time about to pass out or whatever. Uh, check out first aid so you don't have you know something really more tragic happen and don't forget that you can always get ice water at
0: any place that has a fountain drink doesn't cost you a cent Uh, of course bring water in but uh, ice water is available for you at any of those places for free
1: I actually find them offering it more now Mm -hmm. like do you want would you like either bottled water or ice water to take with you yep
0: Yep. and you don't even need to wait in line sometimes you can just go to the mobile ordering site and say can I get some ice water and they'll have it ready for you pretty quickly to go so so that's my tip of the good week. Point. Michelle's tip, always the best tip. Yeah, and I think I borrowed good. a little bit of that from hers because she has the best tip, but <laughs> yeah. um, still appropriate. So uh, that's it for this week. Next week, well, we're going to look back at this stay at the Disneyland Hotel a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of you know tell you what we thought about the whole thing and, and experience it. And we may have a couple other surprises. We're working yeah. out to, to have some more on that show as well. So we'll be sure and get that to you. I'm excited for another fantastic episode next week. Yay! Yay. Uh, So that's it for today. Uh, Please follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to email us for any reason, you know, any of the subjects we covered today, if there's any subjects you want us to cover in the future, we would love to hear from you. Uh, on our email address, Hyperion
1: Adventures Podcast at Gmail.com. Right. And thank you again for those of you who have uh, written into us or given us feedback. We truly appreciate it. And as always, we love when you share with a friend or family member about our podcast. Yes. Uh, thank you so very
0: much. And uh, we appreciate you found us today. In the future, you, the best place to find us is on our website, Hyperion Adventures Podcast.com. And of course, you can always subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Stitcher. We had a little problem with Spotify, by the way, for a couple of weeks, and we weren't showing up there, but I've got that rectified now. All our episodes are back on Spotify, so that's taken care of. We're also on iHeartMedia, by the way, and I, like Michelle said, please, if you have the time, give us a rating. If you have a little more time, give us a review, but more importantly, please tell a friend that you like this show and that they might like to like 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 to like this show. <laughs> they might like this show as well. Good job. Yeah, the heat has gotten to me, I apparently. Know, right? right? <laughs> time for me to cool down, so... That's it. Thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.